0: I'm Rachel Hernandez, real estate investor turned mobile home investor and best-selling author. I make a living investing in mobile homes for cash flow for long-term passive income. After many mistakes and lessons learned, I've been able to create the kind of life where I can do the types of things I want to do, not have to do. I created the Adventures in Mobile Homes podcast to share with you what I've learned So you can spend more time with family, friends, and do things you love. Mobile home investing can help you get there. If you want to hear real stories with practical and actionable advice you can use from someone who's been in the trenches and who's still investing today to create the type of life you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there. And welcome to the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Hernandez, a.k.a. Mobile Home Girl of com. Thank you so much for joining me here on the 27th episode of the podcast. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to tune in to the last episode where I talk about how to find buyers or renters when it comes to your mobile home investing business. You can find it along with the show notes at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 26. And that is the number 26. Okay. So let's get started. So last week, I talked about how to find buyers or renters for the mobile homes that you have on the market. Because buying the home itself is only one part of the equation. After you buy a home, then you have to fill it by either selling it or renting it, whether it be to an end buyer or renter who intends to live in the home or to another investor. Either way, completing the deal means buying the mobile home, fixing it up if fix-up work is needed, and filling it by either renting the home or selling it. And when it comes to methods of finding buyers or renters for the mobile homes that you have on the market, I've tried it all. And there are some methods that work better than others. Most of my success in this area is due to networking with others who actually work in the business, mainly mobile home park managers, owners, and mobile home dealerships. Though we have technology and the internet, I haven't had much luck finding buyers or renters using listing sites online. Most of the time, I've found it to be ineffective since a lot of people contacting me through these sites are usually looky-loos and not very serious buyers or renters. The same goes for the seller side as well. In my experience, those who are serious buyers or renters already know the area and the community where they want to live in. And they've been living there for a certain amount of time already. Though the leads may be fewer when marketing locally versus online, it's important to work with people who are serious and know what they're looking for and where they want to live. But today... I want to continue talking about filling your homes with either buyers or renters by expanding on this topic and going into how to exactly screen these buyers or renters. Because this is an important skill to learn and to have, which can determine your success as a mobile home investor. Now, this will be the first part in a three-part series since this is an important part of your mobile home investing business. But before we move on, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey there, Rachel here. Do you need help with your mobile home investing business? Do you have questions that you need answers to? Maybe you have a potential deal in the works and you need a second opinion from an expert. Perhaps you just need someone to help guide you and get started, but you don't want to spend thousands of dollars doing it. Well, look no further. If you need help with your mobile home investing business or plans to be a mobile home investor, I do offer mentoring to those who need it. Get the help you need and your questions answered from me, an expert who has the experience and invests in mobile homes day in and day out. If you'd like to learn more, Go to www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash need help. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash need help. Get started today, and I'll talk to you soon. Now, back to the show. Okay, first things first. Once you've got your marketing out there and the calls start coming in, how exactly do you screen potential buyers or renters for the mobile homes that you have on the market? What questions do you ask on the phone when these people call in? And what exactly is the process of screening for good buyers or renters? Because the last thing you want to do is fill your homes with just anyone. Believe me, I know. I've been there and done that. It's not fun. I know, there's pressure to fill your homes, especially when they're sitting empty. And if you're doing business in a mobile home park, like what I do, well, you've got lot rent to pay. Money out of your own pocket. So you feel like you're in a race to fill the home as fast as possible. But take it from me, an empty home is better than a home with a bad resident, whether they be a buyer or a renter, especially if they're making payments to you every single month. When it comes to filling your homes, with either buyers or renters, you want to take your time when you do select someone to fill it. If you rush things and don't do your own due diligence and only think about filling the home, then you're setting yourself up for disaster down the road. Because... I've made this mistake, and I've done this in my own mobile home investing business, and it's not fun. So let's talk about when the calls start coming in after you've done all your marketing. When people start to call, what are the questions you should be asking? to determine if they're a good fit for your home. Do you set up a time to meet them at the home? And what exactly is the screening process? Well, the first thing you need to do is figure out if these callers are serious or not. The last thing you want is to be meeting with people who aren't even serious about buying or renting. Usually, I call these people looky-loos because they're just looking around. And even people who say they are serious, which is a red flag, in my opinion, can have their own set of problems which you definitely don't want to have. So let's talk about your phone conversation. When someone calls, what exactly do you say to them? Well, this is the easy part, because you'll be doing a lot of listening, honestly. The person on the other end of the phone call should be doing most of the talking. They are asking questions about the home and the community. If you find yourself talking to someone who doesn't say much and you're doing most of the talking, then this is not a good prospect because... It doesn't seem like they know what they want and when they want to move. Now, when people call you, just let them do the talking. Let them ask questions. The more, the better. And just answer the questions as best as you can. Most of these questions will be standard, such as how many bedrooms and bathrooms, what's included with the home, the price of the home if you're selling, the monthly rent if you're renting, etc., etc. Now, when these calls come in and when these people talk, you just want to listen. Not just to answer their questions, but to find hints about whether they are serious buyers or renters. If they keep asking a lot of questions about the area and they don't seem like they're familiar with it, then in most cases, These are not serious buyers or renters. Most of these people could be just looking and may not have a set area and or target date on where and when they want to move. Just be polite and answer their questions naturally. Now, on the other hand, those who are serious will tell you that they've lived in the area for X number of years, sometimes even down the street. In my experience, people who are serious buyers or renters don't really live that far from the communities where my homes are. Usually, they already live in the area, but are looking for a change, whether that be buying or renting. So what are the indications of people who are serious buyers or renters? What are the types of things that they will say over the phone? And how can you tell the difference just by hearing their voice between serious buyers or renters? Well, the first thing will be that they will tell you a story on why they want to move. So listen carefully. Most times, it will be because they have family and or friends in the community and they just want to be closer to them or they've been living in the area for X amount of years and they're ready to buy or rent in the community where your mobile home is. They may have already applied to be a resident of the park, but just haven't found anything yet. So they may already be approved to live there. I kid you not. I've worked with several of these types of people, and usually they're serious. And I've even ended up filling my homes with them In the past. Now, just in case you missed it, be sure to tune in to episode eight of this podcast where I talk about working with park managers. They are an important key to success in this business. If you're working in mobile home parks, which is what I do, if you talk to people, who are already approved with the park and filled out applications, who are interested in the homes that you have on the market, whether to buy or rent, you definitely want to touch base with the park manager. Ask them about these people's application and its status. Again. As Lonnie Scruggs, the godfather of mobile home investing, once said, this is a people business. So you'll be ahead of the competition if you work with people and this is how you treat your business. Getting back to it, when these people call, you want to be sure to have your notebook and your pen handy. Write everything down. Date your entry, put the phone number and name. Take notes as they talk. And once you get in there, ask them how they heard about the home. This is important so that you know which marketing methods are working and which marketing methods aren't working. As I mentioned in episode 22 of this podcast, it's very important to write things down so you remember. Especially when it comes to having conversations over the phone. Because honestly, we can't remember Everything. And I've actually gone back to conversations that I've had with potential buyers or renters over the phone to glance at my notes when I didn't remember the conversation, but I wrote what was said. So be sure to write everything down as you talk to these people, when the leads start coming in. And if you missed that episode, episode 22, I'll be sure to link it up in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. Now, regarding a script or questions to ask, if you need one, I do have one, which is a mobile home buyer, or renter, lead sheet for the people who do call in. It's in my book, Adventures in Mobile Homes, How I Got Started in Mobile Home Investing, and How You Can Too, which I'll link up here in the show notes just in case you need it. Now, getting back to the phone conversation, as you write things down, you wanna know if they've seen the outside of the home already, and if they're familiar with the community. Now, if they've driven by and already have seen the outside of the home, then you'll wanna tell them about your open house, which I do once a week, usually on the weekends. Now, for me, I tend to do it Sunday afternoons after lunch. But you may be wondering why I don't set up a time to meet them right away. Because honestly, I have to conserve my time. Now, in the past, I used to meet with individuals and families who were interested in the homes that I had on the market. But this took up a lot of time and driving. Many times I got stood up. People just didn't show up, even when I confirmed the time, or they just went through the home and thanked me for my time. But they didn't know if they were ready. And they just weren't interested. Yes, it was a good experience as I got to meet and talk with potential buyers or renters on a one-on-one basis, though it wasn't the most effective use of my time. So... I implemented a strategy where I'd have an open house once a week. Again, usually on a Sunday afternoon after lunch, which is typical. This would allow me to meet with more people and show the home. Then I'd have a group of people to select from, plus... I'd get to see their mannerisms, which I'll talk about in part two of this series at the open house, which will indicate whether they are good prospects or not. Also, having an open house shows other people there's more competition for the homes that I have, and it gets people more motivated, to start the application process, if they're serious about buying or renting. By seeing others who may also be interested in the home, this promotes a sense of urgency and competition. There are many people there, but only one home to buy or rent. Now, what if the people on the phone say they can't make the open house? Then what? Do you set up a time to meet them? Individually? Definitely not. I've done this in the past, and honestly, it's not worth my time. I get the same result. Plus, i found that people who actually ask you to bend over backwards for them usually aren't the best prospects, in my opinion. Good leads are those who can follow directions. And people who are serious will adjust their schedule accordingly to make your showings despite if they have a conflict or not. I always tell people, if they can't make it, then they can have a friend or a family member attend. And they're welcome to take pictures and call them when they're there, just in case they have any questions about the home. Now, if the people on the call have not seen the outside of the home yet, then give them the address and tell them that they have to see the outside first as well as the community. Have them drive by it and take a look. If they like the outside and are interested in living in the community, then they can call you while at the home and you'll give them more information about the open house. Now, if they're not willing to do this and just want you to meet them to see the home, don't do it. Run. Don't walk away from these people. Again, those who ask you to bend over backwards and do all kinds of things like adjust your schedule for them aren't good prospects, in my opinion. So if the people on the call actually go to the home and call you when they're outside of it, then they may have a few questions for you. Just answer them as usual. After you answer their questions, they're either going to tell you they're not interested or they are and would like to see the inside of the home. At this point, you can tell them about the open house and have them visit the open house on the set date. Again, people who are serious and interested will make the time to adjust to your schedule, not the other way around. If an individual or family asks you if you can meet outside of the open house, And they can't make it. Again, just offer for a family or a friend to go and be able to take pictures while there. And also call you at the open house with any questions. As a side note, at the time of this recording, we are still social distancing. So... If you're concerned about how to safely show homes during this time, be sure to check out episode nine of this podcast where I talk about how you can run your mobile home investing business safely during COVID-19 and things I'm doing right now to keep myself safe as I continue to conduct business, as you can see, this is a process. You can't just start giving out applications to just anyone. You need to properly screen prospective buyers or renters to see if they are a good fit for your home before you even take an application. Otherwise, you'll be wasting a lot of time. Believe me, I've been there. Done that. And I've learned the hard way. Which is why I'm sharing this information, including my experiences and what I've learned from them with you. So that you don't make the same mistakes that I've made. So there you have it. My take on how to screen buyers and renters for your mobile home investing business, which is the first part in the series. Next week, I'll talk about the next step of the process when you conduct the open house and give out applications. Again, I wanna stress the importance of taking your time and learning how to work with serious prospective buyers and renters when it comes to filling your homes that you have on the market. Now, this took me a while to learn Yes, I got experience talking and meeting with people on an individual level, though I also wasted a lot of time. I was stood up numerous times, met with people who were just looking or weren't sure what they wanted and when they wanted to move by. So that is why I'm telling you about my entire process here. Because it's not enough to start marketing and getting leads. Getting a lot of phone calls and emails really doesn't matter if you're not getting serious prospective buyers or renters those who know what they want, and when they want to move. And in our case, as real estate investors, right now, when we have our homes on the market, people who don't have any knowledge about the area where your homes are or are not ready to move right now, they really aren't good or serious prospects to work with. These people will waste your time, and you'll get nowhere with them. The key is recognizing what types of people to work with, serious and knowledgeable buyers or renters who have a good reason to move in the community where your mobile homes sit, usually because friends and or family live there and know the area already, meaning they live close by and know the amenities, including school districts, if they have kids. Those who don't have this knowledge are not the best prospects to work with, in my opinion. And if you need help in this area, definitely let me know. I do offer mentoring to those who need it. I'll put a link here with more info in the show notes, if you're interested. So what did you think? Did this episode help you? as a mobile home investor? I hope so. If you've enjoyed the show and find value with it, please consider supporting the show. I've enjoyed this podcasting journey so far, and it's something that I've always wanted to do. Now I'll include a link in the show notes on how you can support me. If you'd like to check it out for more information on this episode, Check out the show notes where I link up some of the resources mentioned here. You can find it at www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 27. And that is the number 27. Again, www.adventuresinmobilehomes.com slash 27. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with family and friends, and be sure to follow me. If you have some time, I'd love to hear your feedback through a short Apple podcast review. Until next time, this is Rachel Hernandez, aka Mobile Home Girl of the Adventures of Mobile Homes podcast, signing off. Thanks for listening.